We are uh, on Ted Zainamud Bet today, and we are starting uh, from Hananiah Ben Achida Bi Yoshua Omer. That's uh, towards the bottom. It's before the uh, Mishnah. And it's uh, one, two, three, four, five lines before they get wide. Hananya ben Achir bi Yoshua Omer ben Kol Dibur v'Dibur Diktuteha v'Otiyoteha Shel Torah. That in between all the commandments that were written on the Luchot, so you had all the details that was written in small print in between. Ktiv mimulaim b'Tarshish. That the Luchot were filled in like Tarshish. What's Tarshish? Tarshish was a big river. So just like the big river has uh, waves, so too the Luchot themselves were filled with information. That uh, in between the Luchot, you had the, uh, the details. Mimulaim, but Tarshish. Nabi Shimon ben Akish, Kadaba, Matehadin, Karya. And the Yeshua used to get to that pasuk mimulaim b'tarshish. Hava amar yafel medani chananya benachir bi Yeshua. I learned the Gemara Hadush. Mahiyam ben gal gadol gal gadol galim ketanim. Just like in a ocean, between the waves, you have some smaller waves. Kach ben kol dibur v'dibur dektukeha v'otiyoteha shetora. So the 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 berot are like the waves, the big waves. And between the big waves, you have the small waves. You have all the other information, the details of the mitzvot that was written under the chot as well. Amar bi tarhuma et kashiyat kumer bi pinchas. I had a question according to the bi pinchas. Atya kerabi Yehuda velo atya kerabi meir. The following pasuk follows the bi Yehuda shita. We learned on yesterday's day after the bi Yehuda held. That the Sefer Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote was not in the Aron. The way he understood the measurements, there was not even any room for the Sefer Torah to be put in the Aron. And the Bimir said, no. The Aron actually had the Sefer Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu as well. So this would be a proof to following Pasuk for the Biyuda. My Ta'amad, the Biyuda, the Khtib. It says in the Pasuk, La Kawach et Sefer Torah Zev Samtim Otom Mitzad Aron Berit Hashem. It says, take the Sefer Torah, put it on the side. Not inside, on the side. Al da'ted Rabbi Yehuda. That works for Rabbi Yehuda. Do Amar, because he said, Hekaraya Sefer Torah Natun. Where was the Sefer Torah Moshe Rabbeinu placed? Kimin Yeluskiya, like a box. Asui lo mebachutz. Ve'aya Sefer Torah Natun betocho. Now, the Gibran doesn't reconcile this for the rabbis. But they just say it's a proof for the Bihuda. What's the reason that the Bimir said that the Sevatra Moshe was not what was in the Aron? We need a Pasuk for him. So it says, The Kaporet was a covering. The Kaporet covered the Aron. The Ela Aron, the Ten, the Asher, And then it says, Put in the Aron the Aidut. What's the Aidut? Now, if you're going to say it's the Luchot, it can't be, because already we covered it already. Once we put the, the, the Kaporet uh, on top, that means the Luchot were inside. So it must have been something was written after the Luchot, that, that Moreh Olam told Moshe Rabbeinu, 
to put inside the Aron. Uh, so what does that Edut must be? Must be something else. Must be the 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 the, the, the Sefer Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. You understand? It's the the Aron was covered in it. Now if it was covered, that means something was inside of it. And there was something inside of it. The Luchot were inside of it. So what does it say? Go take the Aron that has the Kaporet on it and put inside of it the Edut. The Edut cannot be the Luchot. Once we covered it, the Luchot were inside already. Ella must be that after they covered it, something else was written. And that was the sentence of Moshe Rabbeinu. What does it say? Put it in the Aron. They have a proof of the Bimi'ir. Has a Bimi'udah going to learn that pursuit? There's no problem. Al Dateh the Bimi'udah Du Amar En Mugdam so even though it says that they covered it, they actually was uncovered. First they put the luchot in. I don't know. I do it over there. I do this is luchot. I said they covered it already. It's not an order. Really, they put the luchot first, and then it says that they covered it. So that doesn't go in chronological order. I was in now. What's the original question? Even in the same question. You said it's, uh, originally we have a question. That, 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 that we don't answer the banana. That we didn't answer for the banana. That we just brought a proof that, 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 to the Be'udah. That was his question, what he was saying? Yeah, he said, I have a question. Well, how did the rabbis going to learn this? Okay. It's a proof to the Be'udah. Ela, ve'ela aron t'ten et asher t'ten elecha. That's the first part of the pasuk. Read it in order now. The halka, the kaporet aron min ma'ala. So put the kaporet after. Switch it around. Rabbi Pinchas b'shem Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Hatorah shenatan lo hakadosh baruch hu lemoshe netena lo esh lebana. It's on white fire. Be'esh shechora. So uh, black fire on white fire, which means black fire is like the uh, the letters of the Torah, and the white fire is like the cloth of the Torah. All fire, and it's all made up of fire. It's surrounded by fire. It's hewn from fire. It comes from the pisya kabod, which is fire. and it's given from esh, which is the hokmah b'kadosh baruch hu, which is compared to esh. So therefore, everything in the Torah is compared to fire. And now we go to the next Mishnah. He said in the last Mishnah, they used to bow in the Beit HaMikdash, either 13 bowings or 14 bowings. So where were the bowings now? There were 13 gates in the Beit HaMikdash. And the east side and the west side and the south side. So therefore, connected each one of the gates, there was a Hishtachavayah. <coughs> and now the Mishnah lists us the names of the gates of each side where they used to bow. Dedomiyim, now we go to the southern gates. Simuchim the Ma'arav. So you're on the, as the best of that, you're on the southern side. The southern side is over here. And you're on the western side of the southern side, so it's over here, this section over here, from here to the end. That's where the gates were. So it says Sha'ar Anyon. The first gate was called Sha'ar Anyon. And what was the Sha'ar Anyon? They called that the Sha'ar Anyon because it was the highest gate. It was the first gate out of all of them. And then after that, you had Sha'ar Adelik. That's where they used to bring the wood. To light the Beit Hamikdash every morning, they used to walk through that gate, and then right next to that Shara Bechorot. And if somebody would bring a Bechor to the Beit Hamikdash, you had to bring as a korban. They would walk it through that gate, so they called it Shara Bechorot. And then you had Shara Mayim, 
why they call it Sharamayim? Velama Nekrashemo Sharamayim, Shebo Makhisim Selochid, Shen Nesukamayim Becha. That's the gate. He used to bring the water for Sukkot. The B, the Ahazab and Yaakov Omer, Boa Mayim Mefakim. Over there, the water was trickling. There was like a stream of water under the bed of Igdash, and you heard it coming from under that gate. And eventually, that water is going to come from that spot under the bed of Igdash, and I was going to see the Gemara says it's going to flood the Yerushalayim. The Ummatam Masafon. Now I go to the north side. This is the south side, so right across in the bed of Igdash on the north side. Also in the western area, right across, you have some more gates. What's the Shara Kurban? That's what they used to bring the uh, the Kurbanot uh, into the Beit Hamikdash through that uh, through that gate. Shara Nashim, the ladies used to enter Azara through that gate. Shara Shir, that's the Levim used to enter through that gate. And I'm an Eklashemo Shad Yechonya. The first gate is called Shad Yechonya. Why? Sheboyasa Yechonya begaluto. When Nebuchadnezzar exiled Yechonia, so he left Yerushalayim or the Beit Hamikdash through that gate. So they named it after him. Sheba Mizrach. Now you have over here in the Beit Hamikdash on the eastern side, you have some gates as well. Not all the way to the east. In the middle over here, you have uh, some gates. The Mishnah says, "What are they?" Sheba Mizrach, Shah Nikanor. Nikanor brought gates from Alexandria. And to the Beit Hamikdash, and when he was on the boat, there was a big storm, and um, the boat was going to sink. So he had to throw one of the gates off the boat, and he was bizarre on this, that he lost one of the gates of uh, of the Beit Hamikdash. And miraculously, uh, when he got to to, to, to Eretz Israel, the gate uh, floated, and they were able to recover it. A miracle happened because he was both nervous for the gates. So therefore, it says they took the gates and they placed them over there. And they named it after it was Shani Kanon because it was Mesirut Nefesh for bringing the gates of Alexandria. And there were two smaller gates next to Shani Kanon. Echad Mimino, Echad Mesimodo, Ushnayim B'Ma'arav. And then there's two more gates over here on the western side. Vedo Ayan Ahem Shem. Then just uh, you know, gate number thirteen, twelve, and gate number thirteen. Okay, that is the Mishnah. Now the Gemara begins. Batnitin Abba Yosab Ben Yochananhi. The Amar Keneged Shalosham Asar Shari. Our Mishnah must be going like this Rabbi that says there were thirteen gates in the Beit Hamikdash, and that's why there was thirteen Ishtachavayot. Every gate they used to bow. Beram Kerabanan Shemcha Shari Mayu Ba'Azara. But according to Rabbanan, there were only seven gates. So then where was the 13 bowings if there was only 7 gates? So where was the Ishtachavayot according to the Rabbanan? That there was a certain Mechitza. They called it a Sirug. That was outside of the Azara. That was like a Mechitza. It separated the uh, Azara from the from the people, the Al Tzedeguim and tourists and things like that that were on the outside. Yeah, so there was a wall that they built. And what happened? She Peratzu Yavan. When the Greeks came into the Beit Hamikdash, so they made holes into this Soreg, into this Mechitza uh, that was in the Beit Hamikdash. How many holes did they make into it? They made it into it thirteen holes. Ve'achazru u'gdarum b'nei hashmonaim. Hashmonaim came and they fixed the the wall. 
So when they fixed the wall, there were 13 uh, patches in the wall. The each patch in the wall, they would make a ishtahamaya. Yeah, we say in the Ma'al Suri, Banim Nikmesu Alai, Azai Bimehashmanim, Ufatsu, Homot Migdalai. That's it. The Homot Migdalai over here is the Sureg. That was in the Beta Mikdash, and they did it 13 times, and they fixed it up, and they made Ishtahamayot. Now we talk about the waters. The waters that will eventually come out of uh, the Beta Mikdash. Ketiv. Says that there's going to be Maim Chayim, like a spring that's going to come out of the Beit Hamikdash. What I explain? Tanim Beit Kodesh Kodeshim Ada Parochet. So it's going to come out originally as a trickle, and it's going to trickle out, and as it uh, passes through Yerushalayim, it's going to get wider and wider and deeper and deeper. But it's going to start off as a small little, little stream. So from the Beit Kodesh Kodashim, till the Parochet, Kekanes It's going to be like the uh, uh, the horns, I guess, of a grasshopper. The antennas of a grasshopper, which is a very, very thin, very thin stream uh, initially. Huh? Yeah, what they call it? I said, I said, I said a grasshopper. It's a snail. Main parochet adus bachazahav from the parochet to the mizbeach. Then kikane hagavim. That's the grasshoppers. The antennas of the grasshoppers. I guess which are a little thicker than the antennas of a uh, snail. Then mizbachazahav and azarot. And as it moves down, kihuchil sheti. That's the um, little wider over. That's the length of the of the of the garment. Mina azarot ad nafdan abayit, and then to the, to the gate of the Beit Hamikdash, kehut shel ayrev. That's the thicker one of the two. That's the width, and therefore it's all thicker. Kan va'ilach kimipiyapach, and then the width of it is going to be kimipiyapach. Piyapach is like the size of a jug, uh, the opening of it, if it's coming out. So it's sort of very narrow, and then it widens out up to piyapach. Ketiv. What does it say? Vehine ma'im mefakin. This is what Person is going to leave and he's going to have a measuring stick. And he's going to measure a thousand amma. Which means they're going to measure a thousand amma from where the water left until where it travels to. Ad that means it's going to reach until the karsulayim. That means up to his ankles. It's going to be very, very shallow at that point. The first thousand amma only up to the ankles. They're going to measure another thousand amma. Now already goes up to the ad birkaya. So that goes up to the, the size. So it's getting deeper. Then a thousand amma after that. Then it gets up to the waist. Then it's going to be so deep that you're not going to be able to pass through it. Even a big boat is not going to be. Well, even a boat, the boat can go to any water, but it's going to be very, very, very uh, 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 rough. The water's going to be very rough, 
So even a big boat is not going to be able to be able to throw it. My tama. So they got wider than the jug. Stama. Stama. They're talking about depth now, right? Stama. This is depth. Vetsi adir lo yavrenu. What's the adir? Even at sea adir, a big boat will not be able to pass it. Mepenema, what's the reason why the boats will not be able to pass it? Kigau hamayim mesachu. What's mesachu? Mau mesachu milashut. That's another way of saying from from swimming or from uh, from floating. You're not going to be able to swim across because it's too rough the water. Mesachu milashot from swimming across. Amar abchuna. Which means we call a uh, somebody that swims, they call it a sahvana. And if a mesahu, waters that are uh, you know swimmable, but they're not going to be swimming. Another pasuk, Again, they show you a pasuk that says he's going to stretch his hands like a swimmer. That's why mesahu. Mesahu is another just a way of saying swimming. My mesahu, another opinion. What is mesahu in the pasuk? Amar biyose ber bi bun ma'in demetmalilin be'alma. That's sahu is melashon sicha. What is that everybody's talking about? Why are they talking about it? Because it's so rough, so it becomes a conversation. So wow, what rough waters it is. So mesahu will be very, very, very warm. It's distinct that people are talking about. Ketiv. Now these words will be like a mikveda. So who's going to be able to go into the mikveda? The nida. Not only the nida, they're going to use it for mechatat. Yeah, is the waters of the Paraduma. You need you need Mem Mayam. You have it, Mayim Chayim. It's gonna be a natural well springs can come out of Yerushalayim. Now when Ida can also dip in Mem Hayam, that's the best. It's natural uh, spring water. So therefore it'll be a purification for Mechatat and for Ida. The Bish the beginning, the beginning part, not the rough part, the beginning part. The Bish Mu'el Banachman, Beshem Rabbi Yonatan. Which means, in the waters that are still in the Yerushalayim section, it'll be kasher for both Nida and Hatat. Why? Because at that point over there, it's still considered Mayim Hayim. However, once it starts to uh, go deeper into the, the, the cities, then it mixes up with other waters like we're going to see. Once it mixes up with other waters, either rain waters or waters from the from the streams, <laughs> so then it loses its Mayim Hayim status. So we'll be kashir for Khatat. Kishirim and Nida. Nida, you're allowed to go into Nida. You don't have to have rain water for Nida. It doesn't matter to have Mayan. So there were a certain area it becomes kashir for Nida and Pasu for Khatat. Amar Bil Azar, the Bet David, Vajush Pirushtam Kishim Lenida, Ulchatat. Mikan Bailah, after that section, make at the Frisio ten. Pesulim Lenida, Ulchatat. This is me Pasu after that point for everything. Because when it comes to Menida, although you don't need Maim Hayim, but they have to be collected in what's called Ashborim. Ashborim means in a pool. However, if they're moving, the waters are moving. 
So then they're not kashir. If it's Mayim Chaim, it can move because Mayim Chaim moves. But once you're not using Mayim Chaim anymore, it has to be collected in a pool. And since at that point over there it's flowing, like a tap is like an incline, so therefore we're not going to be kashir, not for Nida and not for Hatta. Not for Hatta because it's not Mayim Chaim. And not for Nida because it's not dash water, it's not collected in a pool, it's moving waters, which will not be good. Ketiv. Now the waters are going to reach the oceans, the lakes, the rivers. It's going to go all the way to the natural waters that Israel has on its, on its borders. Like, so the first place it's going to go is to Gilila Kadmona. What is Gilila Kadmona? Zeyam Shil Samchu. Okay, he says we call that today the Huda, the Huda waters. The Yardu ala Arava, Zay Yamshel Tiberia, the Tiberius. We get to the waters over there. Kinet Ubawa Yamma. What's that? Zay Yamamela. El Yamma Mutsaim. Zay Yamagadol. That's the Mediterranean. Venamma Nikrashemo Mutsaim. Kinegit Shtepa Amim Shiatsa. Yahad Bedor Enos. Yahad Bedor Palaga. The Mediterranean is called Mutsa'in because it overflowed its banks two times in history. There was two uh, tsunamis in the Med. One was in the times of Enosh, and one was in the times of the Palaga. Two bad generations of the waters flooded them, local flooding. The Bila Azal, Bishem, Rabbi Harina, Barishona, Yatsa, Ad Kalabria. Kalabria is in Italy. The second time it went all the way to the coast of North Africa, which is Barbaria. Rabbi Acha. Barbar. Barbary coast. Barbary coast. Barbary coast. Very good. You're right here. You're right in there. Rabbi Acha. Beshem Rabbi Hanina. So the second one went all the way to Akko and Yafo, which we know those ports over there. How do we know it went to those places? It says, So it says, read it like Adko. So therefore, Adko is Akko. Adako Tabo, Venotosif. Ufo Yashit. Ufo is like Yafo. Begon Galeka. The waves will reach Ufo. What's Ufo? Ad Yafo. Ashit. Geon Galeka. The great waves will reach that coast. Where were the people? Where were the people? But they had destroyed. Kareneh lived around those areas. Akko's not Ufo. Akko's not Ufo. Kareneh was local. More local. More localized. More localized. All over the place. They lived in a bigger area. Until Italy. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? From where to where? It came from the Mediterranean. Which so area in the Mediterranean? Whatever. Whatever. In between that spot where it started from, till right, the so Barbary so coast. Mediterranean until Apple is like too far, right? No, less, so less of an area. Less of an area. Apple is on the Mediterranean. Right, so what does it mean? No, I mean there wasn't the Mediterranean there. I think the, what the waters of that coast used to be. Used to be, they weren't the coast there. No, there was, there was, there was, there was no coast. There was a tsunami that flooded the coast. You, you, the coast was here. Then I moved here. People on the coast, the people the, the, the inland. The people inland. I don't know how many miles in. Uh, whatever it is. Wait, they used to live on, in the Mediterranean. Na, na, na. They lived on the coast of the Mediterranean. No, so they got local flooding, and then that's it. They moved back, but they died. Those people. Yeah, those people lived there. Died. 
Which the the the, the waters the waters the waters expanded. Yeah. It's further. Yeah, it is. So exactly. Maybe it was. Maybe, maybe before before the time of Enosh, there was no Mediterranean. There was one Atlantic Ocean. Stopped over there. Then it right. ended. The waters, until the, the waters flooded that whole area. Now we have a Mediterranean. That's one. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. The first that went further, the daughter fell the And the second sheet that went further, the daughter fell the gun. Right, went further. The, the, it has to go further. It has to go further. The water always goes further. <laughs> once, once, the, once the water reaches, let's say, uh, uh, in Italy. Yeah. So now it's got to go. It went back? No, it go further. Keep on going. It's coming from the Atlantic. So the first one went to the Calabria, whatever that is. Calabria, in Italy. The Barbary Coast. That's further. Yeah. Second one, the second one is further. Right. So now the second round. Finishing out. No, the second one is the Michita. Yeah, okay. Then it went to Akko. Right. So it's a different direction. No. It's a different direction. It's not. Why, Rabbi? It's further. I'm saying, if you take it, it's further. Why? You started from the Atlantic Ocean. Here, you're in Spain over here. All this is land. So wait, so Yap was over here. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. Good. So started from right. Good. Started from yeah. Started, started from the. That's it. Started from the land. The water has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Right. So it came from Oceanus. Oceanus. Yeah. So they pushed into that. Flooding, 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 flooding. So now made the Mediterranean bigger. Or even made the Mediterranean. I don't know how you want to say it. Created in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Europe and Africa were connected as a note. Very good. That's what I'm saying. Very good. And now the water broke it up. Atlantic broke it up. Very good. So in two spots, two, two, in two pushes. One yeah. to Calabria, yeah. then to the Barbie. The map changed. Yeah. It's, it's an Africa and Europe and where it was. That's it. Africa and Europe. Very good. The two continents of Africa and Europe were formed. Dora Enosha and Dora Palaga. The waters came in between. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. Okay, we're Now I understand why these waters, Bezat Hashem, are going to come out of the Beit Hamikdash. We're going to have to go into these, uh, into the Mediterranean and into the, the, the Dead Sea, the Matikan, because they're salt waters. So we need to sweeten them. Yamad the Tiberia, Yamad the Samchu, but those two other waters that say the Kinneret. Kinneret is delicious water. What do you need to have the, you know, the waters of the Beit Hamikdash go into the Kinneret for? So it's not to sweeten it. It's to get a bigger variety of fish. Let a boat degata. When you have more waters and different waters. So it gives different species of fish that come now start swimming in there. That means what? They're going to have a lot of minim. minim A lot of species of fish. How many? They're going to Three hundred uh, sp- uh, uh, species of fish in one uh, in one kala. Instead of hilula for one of the big rabbis over there, I brought him. Benirpiu amayim, zaydan, zaydon, zaydon. Benirpiu amayim. It says and the waters will heal. Bitzotav or bitzotav uchbaav velo yirapiu. The merach nitanu. So, one pasuk sounds like the waters will heal, and one pasuk says they won't heal. So, ketiv in the pu amayim, ve'at amad ve'lo yirafil. So, how does that uh, 
over the book I mean over here they uh, they they sweetened so they sweetened the waters or they don't sweeten the waters so it says no the second thing is not a, 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 a noun it's a place so it's going to reach it's going to reach that's a place okay Ketiv Valanachad Yale Asepatum Mize Umize Kola Etz Makal Loyi Bol Aleu Veloyi Tompirio La Hodashad Yibakir. That as a result of these waters, there's gonna be a lot of trees that are growing, a lot of perot that are gonna grow. So it says what's gonna happen that the the Benachaz is gonna be so great. Tane Amar Biuda takes six months from when you plant it till you reap it, the wheat. The ilan and a tree takes twelve months. What took six months now for the wheat will only take one month. The ilan and the, well basically we're cutting everything up. Uh, it's going to be uh, sixth. So therefore, six months, six and twelve. It's going to be two months for the trees. My Tama, what's the reason? Because it says in the Pasuk, Lachodashim, Yibakir. Lachodashim, there's two months. Lachodashim is plural. Yibakir, Yibakir is the way we're going to have Bikurim. So that teaches us that the fruit is going to take two months. So from there we deduce that just like we went from one year to two months on the trees, so we're going to go from uh, uh, six months, we're going to go to six months to one month on the grain. I'm not following the same ratio. Amar biyose lefi shebaolam azeh tivua osal shisha chodashim veilan osel shnei masar chodesh aval atid lavo tivua osal lachamisha asar yom. Wow, forget about six months. The, the, the wheat is going to grow in fifteen days. Veilan osel chodesh yachad, and the, the tree is going to be in one month. Sheken matzinu shasat tivua bimei yoel. We learned this in Masechet Tachanit. In the times of Yoel, the prophet, we see what? That the wheat grew in the times of the famine, after the famine ended in 15 days. And the Omer was brought on the 15th. Because the Gemara tells us from the Pesukim that it rained in the first Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That was the first rain of the season, because it was a, it was a dry spell. And uh, it rained on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And they brought the Omer on the second day of Pesach. Now that means <laughs> from the time that they planted and it rained until the Omer, it was only 15 days. So therefore you see what? That, 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 that's a pre- premonition of what's going to happen. So it says over here, it says, Rejoice in your God. This is the time of Yoel. That he gave the Moreh. Moreh is the rain. Moreh Malkosh. Veyored lachem geshem more umalkosh barishon. What's barishon? Barishon is chodesh arishon, and therefore since it uh, came in the first month over there, I think, it, I think they, they, they they put the seeds in the ground on the chodesh, and then they plowed it, and then on the second day it rained. So from the second day from when they plowed it and the rain came until the sixteenth day of the Nisan, which they were ready to cut the uh, the omid, is fifteen days. So therefore, just like we see it happen over there, it's going to happen again. And there's the same ratio that the wheat is going to grow. The tree is going to go from uh, twelve months 
uh, so the wheat is going to go from six months to fifteen days. So the trees are going to go from uh, twelve months to one to one month. Same ratio. Oh, but the biyose you're saying it's fifteen days, but the pasuk says lachodashav. Lachodashav is mashma two months. What did you do with that pasuk? That's what is the Chodashah means to be a monthly uh, monthly crop. Yeah, every doesn't say uh, two months, meaning the Chodashah. Every month you'll have a new crop because every every two weeks you'll have a you'll have a new. Uh, that should be two. So it's a kilometer, but every right. But we call have a new crop, which will be. At least he got out of the two months item. He, mm. he worked it out that every month you will have a crop. You'll have two crops. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? And the leaves will be for trufa for uh, healing. The, if a person would eat the leaves of these trees, it's like he's eating food. Which means for now on, you're not going to only have to eat the, the fruit of the trees. The alim are going to be uh, uh, healing. That means if a person uh, eats uh, the, uh, the, 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 the leaf, he sucks the leaf out, the juices of the leaf, it'll be like he's eating Mizonor. One says, What does it mean, the trufa? So one says, the trufa, the atir. Wow, it's going to cure people. God forbid if somebody's in Ilim that he's not able to open his mouth and talk, you give him this That's Akarot Balmina. A lady that cannot give birth, she's closed up over there. So, so they're basically they're learning a play on the word, Litrufa. is Lehatir, to open up. Lehatir Peh. Which Peh? So some say this pair, and some say that pair, meaning the akrut, it's gonna it's gonna cure fertility. Rabbi Hanina Rabbi Yoshua bin Nevi, Hadamad Latir Pe Akarot, Hadamad Latir Pe Illimim, Ul Ummatam Basafur. So we said on the north side you had gates as well. And one of the gates we said was called Sha'ar Yechonia. And that's the gate that Yechonia was exiled from in the times of Nebuchadnezzar. At Moshe, Sha'ar, Nebuchadnezzar, Lechai, when he came into Israel, Babi, Ashabdo, Bidofne, Shin Antokia. He sat by the walls of Antokia. That's the name of a uh, place. Right, next to Syria. Or in Syria. So the Sadi came to, to greet him, the king. The Amrano, the Giyal's man of Baita Zedi Hadev. So they told him, what are, we, what are you doing here? Is it time to destroy the Bint of Magdash? Meaning, you're going to destroy it? Amalahen, Oto Shemlachti Alechem, Tinuhudi, Vani Hulech. Just give me the king. The one that I appointed to be the king, give him to me, which means give me your Yachin. They went up to the roof of the Beit HaMikdash And they took the keys And what happened? Because they were 
we were trusted by you. We had the kids in the middle of the We were able to watch the, the building. But now, obviously, you don't trust us because you're coming to destroy it. They returned. They returned the keys. So they understood the writing on the wall. Once the Bukhanesar came, they knew it was a matter of time the Bethlehem would be destroyed. And they felt already God was angry at them, so they returned the keys back. Tren Amoraim. Had Amar Zerakan. Some say Yohiyakin threw the keys up and then it came down. And the hand came and, uh, and took them. Had Amar. Now here it is. The first opinion just says it went up and then it came down. Had Amar Ba'akimin Yad. Actually, a hand came down. Untalatan miyado. That's even a bigger miracle. And a hand came down and took it out of his hands. Kibad shda'u kol chorei Yehuda ken. That all the Hashurim of Yehuda saw what happened over here. That as if the Shamaim agreed to take the keys back. Alu lerosh kagotehem v'neflumetu. There's suicide. From the depression, they saw the bit that Magdash was going to be destroyed, so they couldn't uh, they couldn't tolerate it. Why? Hadahudiktiv in Yeshaya Masa Gechzayon Malicha Efoki Alit Kulak Lagagot. He saw the prophecies. When are you all going on the roofs? He saw that there's going to come a time the people are going to go on the roofs in order to Hashem Shalom. Teshuot melea ir homia. I'm reading the end of the pasuk. Kiriat aliza halalaich lo halalehere velo metemel hama. Your casualties are not the casualties of the sword, or not the casualties of the war, which is it was self-inflicted. So which means, what are you going on the roofs for uh, and dying? Yerushalayim, that was teshuot melea was the city that was filled with throngs of people, Eid Humiya, a bustling, bustling city. There was Kiryat Aliza, it was a joyful place, like you know, Aliza is a happy place. And all of a sudden, their corpses are not from the result of war, but from the result of the depression that they had, that they, not the bitterness was destroyed, and the anticipation that the bitterness would be destroyed. We are on Daf Yudzayin Amud Bet at the Mishnah Yudgimal Shulchanot Ayuba Megdash. Eighteen tables in the Bet Megdash. Chetchel Shayish, eight marble. The Bet Mitbachayim in the slaughterhouse. Shabbat Madiachini Tekerabayim. We clean the insides of the animal on these tables. So Shayish keeps it cold, so it doesn't get uh, spoiled. The marble. Bed be ma'arava kevesh two on the west side of the ramp that goes up to the mizbeah. Hachel shayish vechachel kesef. One table of marble and one of silver. Alchel shayish notim et ha'evarim. They put the bones that eventually will go on the mizbeah. Alchel kesef klisharet. There were ninety-three klisharet that were used every day in the Beit Hamikdash. They put all the klisharet, all the equipment, was on the silver table that was by the ramp. Bed ba'ulam. The ulam is the uh, inner chamber that's on the west side of the Beit Hamikdash before the Kodesh Kodashim. So you have over there two by the entrance: Hachel Shais and Hachel Zahav. One of uh, marble and one of gold. Hachel Shais notim lechem afanim bichnisato. When they would make the lechem afanim on Friday. 
So they would leave it on this table until they would uh, change the breads on Shabbat. So they leave it on this temporary table. Um, and when they would take it out, so they would take the old bread out and put it on the gold table and then bring the new bread in from the silver table. So they brought it from the silver, or they, they, they put the old one on the, uh, on, the, on the silver and the new one went on the gold. You go up. You go from silver to gold. Right? The old one starts, uh, the new one. Shayish. Shayish. So therefore it says, you go up. Zahab is the higher one. Because you go from Shayish to Zahab. And then you have, of course, the, the table of Zahab. The Shohana Zahab that's on the inside of the Ulam. Sha'alav the Hamaparim Tamid. That's the Hamaparim. That's the classic uh, Shulchan that the Torah talks about. So those are basically the 13 tables that were in the Beth HaMikdash. Tane, I'll. I didn't count them, but I can wait a second if you want to count them. You didn't trust them, Mr. All right, we'll count them. And then you have two b'ma'arava kevesh, that's ten. And then you have two in front of the ulam, that's twelve. And then you have the, the shulchan itself, which is thirteen. Gemara tane al shel kesef. So we said in the uh, in the mishnah, in the bright that we have over there, they used to put the lechem apanim on silver. Our mishnah said they put it on shayish. But the brighter says they put it on silver. Rabbi Yosef b'shem Rabbi Shmuel bar Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi Hananiah matteba b'shem Rabbi Yochanan let kanchel kesef. We don't put it on kesef. Neshu martiyach. It's going to cause the lechem asanim to get hot. If it gets hot, because the silver conducts heat, so it's going to keep it hot. We don't want to keep them hot because it's going to spoil it. The shayish cools it down. So there's no ipus, so there's no spoilage. Now you're going to ask. You're going to ask a question. But it says, They used to put it on hot, and used to get off hot a week later. So what's the difference if they put it on the silver? Anyway, it's going to remain hot the whole week. It's a miracle. Which means, Masinisim is Borei Olam's business. We have to go according to the natural order that bread spoils if it gets hot and they leave it on the table and doesn't cool off quickly. So we have to go according to the Derech HaTeva. Masinisim is Masinisim. Ba'on Rabbi Ida. No. The, the, the premise of this question is there's the Isur of Lina, something that was in a Klisharet, let's say Mecha, whatever it may be. Once it gets into a Klisharet, it becomes Kodesh. Once it becomes Kodesh, so now the laws of Lina apply. That what? If it went overnight, once sunset passed, so that Mecha is Pasu. So the question is now with Necham Panim. The klisharet of the lechem apanim is the shulchan. Once you put it on the shulchan, you start the clock. What's the duration of lechem apanim? One week. 
That's it. Once Shabbat comes, you take it off the table. You have to eat it. If they don't eat it by Moshe Shabbat, that's it. It becomes a lina, and then it becomes asur. So the Gemara is going to question over here: What if you don't take it off the table? If you don't take it off the table, does the does the clock start? Well, why wouldn't you take it off the table? Because you don't you, you don't have any more lechamat panim. So you want to use last week's lechamat panim for this week. You want to keep it on the table for two weeks. Do I say no? Once it's on the table and Shabbat comes, it's over. Tina and these are pasul. Well, do you say no? As long as you didn't take it off the table, you can stay on for another week. So this is the basis of the question. Beyond kumeh Rabbi Ila, lo hayasham lechem. Ma'ol anichol Shabbat abaah. You can leave it on the table for for another week. Is it going to be uh, a soon or not? So uh, the Gemara's answer is Amarlon Ketiv Venatata Ala Shulchan Lechem Apanim Lefanai Tamid, which means what? It has to be there always. Lechem Panim Afilu Pasul. Lechem Apanim, even if they are Pasul, you have to understand what that means. If it's Pasul, then what's the purpose to leave them on the table? There's no benefit to keep it on the table. Filu pasul means that even if you would take them off the table, they would come pasul right away. That means they pass the they pass the week. And once you take them off the table, boom! It's uh, you know the the, the 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 after the first week. After the first week, if you would take it off the table already, the clock would start for dinah. So even such a case where it has a potential to become pasul, meaning it passed the first week, and if you take it off the table, motzei shabbat will be pasul. Torah says Tamid. But it cannot be pasul. It cannot be pasul. If it's pasul, then what do you mean with Islam? It's short bread on the table, then put the put, uh, put Mishnah Bradaz on the table. It's, it's pasul. What's the difference? I know, I'm, I'm, I'm explaining according to the Mepharshim that explained the pasul, that it means it would be pasul if you took it off that day, <coughs> that was a Shabbat event. You but you can still leave it on. It's not pasul. It's not, it's not pasul. But when you take it off, you can't eat it? Yeah. No. You can't eat it. <laughs> Why you can't eat it? It's two weeks. Now. So what? Stop pasul. Stop pasul. The clock doesn't start till you take it off. Oh. Mm-hmm. But if you would take it off after the first week, it would become pasul. Right? That, that's a, that's that night. That would say Shabbat. But if you don't take it off, it would continue. And therefore, it's okay. No, the point is not to eat it. No, there's two points. You take it on the eat No, no, I'm not saying no. That night. That night. Shabbat. two weeks. Okay. Okay. Now we learned this already a few times. We learned it in the beginning, I guess. There's ten tables that were made by Shalomu Amel. Okay. Five to the right. We're thinking now it's on the entrance to the Hesam. There's five tables on the right, and five, uh, ten tables on the right, ten tables on the left. Five on the right, five on the left. That's the ten tables that he made. So you are going to question. How can you say that they put up one on the right side and one on the left side, which means right, left, which means north, south? You're not allowed to put the table on the south side. The table has to be on the north side. 
So how could that be? Me and me, the symbol cannot be north south. It was all on the north side. That Moshe Rabbeinu was in the middle, and you put five on the right of it, and five on the left side, but it's all on the northern wall. But which table did they put the bread on? They didn't put bread on all ten tables. And they put the bread on Moshe Rabbeinu's table. So those were just for show. That is more kavod. You put more tables over there to make it more, you know, dramatic. But uh, the only we use Moshe Rabbeinu. So be you say, bear be you down. Mir al kulan hayam sadir. So they put them on all of them. And the consent of shulchanot. Tanim zakhu magalav. Okay, now when you put them in between, so how are they? How are they placed? So one opinion says they were placed mizrach magalav. That means they were against the as the echad. Okay, as the west, as the east. So if you say it was placed east to west, it was on the northern wall, going across east to west, which makes sense. You put the Moshe Rabbeinu's in the middle somehow, somehow in the middle, and then you have the five over here, and five over here, but they're all. Let's say if, uh, against the northern wall over there, going yeah, west to east or east to west. <coughs> However, <coughs> according to another rabbi, that's the Rabbi's opinion. was going this way, it's going across. That means you have Moshe uh, Rabbeinu's table in the middle, and you have five on this way and five on that way. That's going to be a problem. It's going to come out. Half the tables are going to be on the on the south side, which is a problem. It means the tables were two and a half each in uh, in uh, length, and uh, this of course was was uh, was uh, twenty. So therefore, you basically well, let's say uh, somehow you put one out, you know, maybe one is jutting out, and not in a straight line. I mean, it should have been it was on a different road. So the point is, you have ten tables. You have ten tables, so half of them are going to be on the other side. On the, on the south side so that's a, that's a problem because we just said the tables cannot be on the south side if you say they were all against the wall over here in the north going east-west so they're all on the right side no problem but if they're going across so the Gemara is going to say ah, yeah, half of them on the wrong side so the Gemara says east-west everything's good they're all worthy to be used especially according to the opinion that says that they put bread on them so they don't have to be the Shirut you have the five of the tables going to be on the south side. So how do they do that over there? And the Gemara continues. Typically, the Gemara doesn't discuss an answer. The Gemara just asks a question and leaves it in abeyance. Okay. You have the Hecham. You have the Kodesh Kodeshim, which is inside over here. Kodesh Kodeshim was 20 Amot. And then you have behind the Kodesh Kodeshim, the Hecham. The Hecham was 40 Amot. And then uh, after the Hecham, you have the Ulam. Ulam, Hecham, and Kodesh Kodeshim. We're talking about now the area of the Hecham, which is 40 Amot long. It's 40 Amot long and 20 Amot wide. So we used to have the Shulchan in that uh, area over there. It was towards the western side because the Echaz 40. So, which area did they put the uh, Shulchan? Towards the east or towards the west? 
they said they put it more towards the western side, and it was off the wall, two and a half amma. They didn't put it flush against the wall, it was off the wall, going towards the south, two and a half uh, amma. So again, it was going towards the north. The Shulchan was on what side? The north side. So if it's off the wall, that's towards which side? It's off the north wall. It's towards the south. Here's the south, yeah? So if it's against flush against the wall, that's on the wall. But it's pushed off the wall a little. So it's two and a half. South of the wall. South of the wall. The wall on the north. Not against them. Still on the north side. It's on the north side, but towards the south. Exactly, towards the south. Not flush against the wall. Not flush against the wall. It's just against. It's, 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 it's off the wall. And the last thing we said anyway. Moshe Rabbeinu's one. That 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 one table. Other other tables were flush against the wall. Five over here and five over here. Moshe Rabbeinu just two and a half tables against the wall. According to the other interpretation, we still have that problem. We didn't answer that. I think it's time you have a problem. Whether this is two and a half or not two and a half, you have the five on the other side. You didn't make it so. But according to the things that said there's five here. Even even that table. But according to five here and five here, we're just saying that Moshe Rabbeinu was pushed out with a two and a half tables. The menorah has to be directly across on the shulchan. So whatever we just said about the shulchan on the safon, menorah also to one half amot off on the south side and so and so. Okay, menorah can go over the room. Miss Bayah Hazahab, Hayana Tun, the M Sabbat, the Holek, Etabayat. Mechatio, Vilifnim. Right in the middle. Basically, splits up the bayit. The Akala said it's 40. So, this is right in the middle corner. Splits up the house. However, it's not it's in between the menorah and the shulchan. However, it's pushed out towards the east a little. Why? Because if it's going to be right in the middle, the shulchan will not be able to see the menorah. And the Mirak cannot see the Shulchan. So you push back the Mizbah Hazab towards the east, and therefore it's Mashuk Kimara. It's pushed back a little. So now there's, there's visual between the Menorah and the Shulchan. If we place right in between, the blocking. They cannot see each other. That's the Nokah. So then we're to keep the Nokah on the Shulchan, so that we push this back uh, a drop. That's what it means. Mashuk Kimara. What's the matter? This is uh, this is twenty. The Kodesh Kodeshim is twenty, and the uh, Echal is forty. So therefore, this was placed twenty four sixty. So this was placed in the let's see, at sixty. So in the third over here. So this was placed in the twenty and more towards the towards the uh, towards the kodesh kodesh. The, the last twenty of the hechal, not the first twenty of the hechal. So it's in the, the the last third of the take the sixty. So the third of sixty is twenty. So that was put in the in the, in the back twenty of the hechal. Ten tables, ten menorot. menorot menorot 
Mishpatam Ba'echal Hamesh Miyamin Ba'chamesh Misimot Again we're thinking At the entrance of the Hechal Five on the right side And five on the left side That's not going to be possible In Temar Hamesh Misafon Ba'chamesh Badarom Ba'halo Ena Menurah Kishira Ela Badarom Menurah can only be on the south side Shana Emar Ve'eta Menurah Nocha Peshulchan Al-Sela Mishkan Temana Run ourselves but Tamud Lomar Hamish Miyamin Bahamish Musimul. How can you explain five on the right and five on the left? It can't be right left like this. Ela Hamesh be mean more than that for Moshe, Bahamish Musimula. Same like we said before. The Minurab Moshe is in the middle, and you have five on the right and five on the left. Ah, Fan Pikan, no I am a Vahir Ela Shil Moshe Bilvat. They only let the Minurab Moshe Benu. Shamar um Nurat Zab and the Rotea the Bahir Bahir Bahir. Minurat is Nashon Yahid. Rabbi Yosabi Rabbi Yudah Omer Al-Kunan Ayam Mav'ir They let all the ten minorot Shana'imar Or eleven minorot Shana'imar Ve'eta minorot Ve'nerotiha Le'ba'aram Kamishpat Lefnei ad-debir Zahab Sagur So it says in the Pasuk Minorot For that all time Each one does what the other one's Pasuk Because it seems to be so clear Right Each one does what each one does What each other's Pasuk but it says Menorot So therefore This is a, a Remes to the Menhag Of the Ashkenazim The way they like the Menorah According to Sfaradim They live one Menorah In the Beit HaMikdash Just like we like one Menorah In Hanukkah To be Menamiz According to Ashkenazim There's ten people in the house They like ten Menorot Just like it was in the Beit HaMikdash as well The Remes It's a Remes <laughs> If there's 11 people in this name, it's out the window. If there's 10, and if there's 9 people, the name is out the window. The name is, is more basically not on the number. The name is, is that there was more than one menorah in the house. That's the point. The Ran says that the lighting of the menorah of Hanukkah is connected to the Beit HaMikdash. So some will argue, oh, well, there's 16 menorahs over here. Well, what's that got to do with Beit HaMikdash? And you tell them, on the Beit HaMikdash also there's more than one. So, well, what do you mean? I never heard that more than one. Because yeah. she said there were 10, 11. That after they made all these menorot and all the different things, which was gold, so basically they ran out of gold. That's why it's called mechlot zahav. Mechlot meaning it finished the gold. Why should it finish the gold? Because it takes a lot of gold. In order to get pure gold, because they have to run it through the kiln and they have to keep on refining it. So you put a lot in and you get a little out. So therefore, and they need all these uh, golds for the menorah, for the menorot, the shulchanot. So Tani Rabbi Yehuda, b'shem Asir, Hayah Shlomo Noter, Elif Kikre Zahav. He would take one thousand kikarim of zahav, umachnisam lakur, and put it in the kur, umotzian, adju ma'midam alehad. So from a thousand kud, you end up with one pure uranium solid. Kayama shneimar ki kav zahav tahor asaota. That is the remez over here as well, because the menorah is connected to Torah. Kinei mitzvah v'Torah or, and the Gemara does say that not everybody is zocher to Torah. Not everybody is zocher to study Torah. The halakha that knows the halakha is able to give halakhota. The Yomara says, 1,000 enter the Bet Midrash, and one comes out from Morehora'ah. 
So I see that there's an emes over here as well. It's the same thousand kulim go into the kiln, and only one comes out. Tahor, erev nechnasim the bet midraj mehad That's a remez to the tamid yachamim. The ratio is the same. Tanya amar biyose ber biyuda maase benorat midraj shaita yetera amenorat shasa Moshe b'midbar dinar zahav. When they weigh the menorah uh, and the Beit Hamikdash, it weighed an extra dinar, a small amount, than the than Moshe Rabbeinu. <coughs> so they sent it back into the kiln in order to refine it, you know, more to get it to become uh, less, and it did not diminish. So the Torah that goes against what we just said. We just said that the more they put it in the kiln, the more it uh, diminishes. And here they were trying to diminish it. And it stayed on the dinar. How is that possible? That's the Yomara's answer. The Yomara says it's true. Adela Yikum al Berare, Abahaset Sagin, Mindu Kayam al Berare, Lahaset Kedu. As long as it has some psalet, so the more you put it into the kiln, it'll diminish. But once it's pure, you put it in the fire, nothing's coming out of it. So therefore, that menorah was already pure. So therefore, they measured wrong. It was more than it was dinar extra. What could you do? It's too big. It's too big, and that's it. It's not, you, you can't fix it by putting it in the kiln because nothing's gonna, nothing's going to diminish. Okay, now we go to the next mishnah. Shelosha asad shofarot ayub amigdash. There were thirteen shofarot. What's the shofarot? Shofarot are the boxes where they used to put money. The reason why they call them shofarot because they were in the shape of a shofar. That's right. Shelosha asad shofarot ayub amigdash. Mechatum alehim. That's going to give you the thirteen boxes. Taklin hatin, vetaklin atikin, new shekalim, old shekalim, kenin birds, because le ola birds for korban ola. And then you have Aitzim, Mut, Levona, Frankincense. You have the Kforet, the gold for the Klisharet. And then you have Shisha, Nindaba. Then you just have seven that's written on it, Nindaba. Teklin, Chantin, what's the new Shekalin? The new Masita Shekas for the new year. Then we put them in the box. It's called Teklin, Chantin. Ba'atikin, Mishelohevi, Ishtakad. Shokel Whoever did not bring shekel last year brings it this year, but it's put it in the shekel atik, the old shekel in the Torim. Those are the birds, the big birds that were brought. The person donated them, not for UV. These are somebody made it in Daba to bring a tor, so therefore they put that money in the Torim. Again, somebody donated to bring Beneyona doves, which is a small bird, to the Beit Hamikdash. The money was put into that one. All these are Olot Nedava, not mandatory. There's the mandatory Kinim, not the Nedava Kinim. Like Zava, she has to bring or Yoledet. She brings one for Hatat and one for Ola. So the mandatory kinim money was put into that shofar. Gozle Ola, but the Gozle Ola, which is the small birds, that's for the Kurban Ola, that already is for Kulan Ola, that is for Nedavo. Did the people want to bring the whole boat and just go and they would put the money in, yeah. Or they would pay, they would pay the Gizbah, the Gizbah would put that money in Kinnim. Just so they know exactly, he says, they can count the money and review. They have uh, checks and balances. 
A guy comes along and says, I want to donate wood to the Beit HaMikdash. So you have to bring at least two pieces of wood. Why? Because that's the amount of wood that they used to put on the Qurban Tamid. So you have to give enough for one, uh, one session. What's one session? If a guy says, I want to give Levona, that's the minimum shi'ud of uh, you know, a, a handful of, of, of Levona that they used to put uh, on the, for the, for the, for the Mizbeah, for the Qurban, for the Mincha. Zahab, the guy said, I want to give Zahab Stam. He didn't, he didn't explain how much. Why? Because uh, that's uh, the minimum shi'ud for the Kaporet. We'll see why exactly that's the shit. Shisha and Daba. Okay, six of the boxes had on it the Daba. What do they do with this? The Daba, Zuma, Yuosimba. What do they do with these Nidabot? Lokhim Ba Olot. Okay, they take Kurban, Olaz. Habbasal Hashem. Close, like it's always like that. Kurban, Olaz, the Basal goes to Hashem. The Olot, the Kohanim. The Kohanim get the skins of the Kurban, Olaz. Yohiyada was the one that learned this from Pesukim. Says the Pasuk, Asham who? Asham, Asham, the Hashem. Clearly it says the Asham belongs to Hashem. Now uh, we have another Pasuk that's much the Asham belongs to a Kohen. So therefore, how are you going to reconcile? Does the Asham go to the Kohen or does the Asham go to the Hashem? So Zeh Akinam, Kol Shuba Mishum Hatat. That any item that initially was for Qurban Khattat or for Qurban Asham, so the money that's left over, you had extra money, so then already you bring it for Qurban Olat Nidaba. And the Qurani gets to keep the skills. That's on the Basar. Hashem the Kohen, that's on the Orot. So each one does get a Chelek. So both Pesukim are valid. Ve'omed, and we have another Pesuk. Kesef Hashem, ve'kesef Chattaot, lo yuva bet Hashem. La'kohanim, yihiyu. What's the Pesuk talking about? Again, the same monies that were left over for Korban Chattaot or Korban Hashem. So the Pesuk says that this money... Doesn't go to the bed, they can buy it. You don't just stick it in the maintenance uh, box. Elawad, it has to go for the Kuanim. How's it go for the Kuanim? Kaisa Mizbeah. Kaisa Mizbeah, the Kuanim will get a Hanuk in the Kaisa Mizbeah, namely the Oron. So it's another pursuit proving that concept. The Yamaran begins Tanya Amar Biuda, Noaya Shofar, Shilkinim, Birushanaim, Mipene, Hatarobo. What does that mean? There was no box in Yerushalayim that said mandatory birds for the Yoldot and the Zavot and stuff. Why? Because of the Ta'arovot. Because of the mix-up. Well, what mix-up are we talking about over here? Sheme Tamut Achat. That maybe one of the ladies who put the money in the box is going to die before the Kohanim actually brought her Korban. And now what happens? This khatat is called khatat pesula because the owners died. And therefore the money over there also is not valid money to buy another kinim with it. The money has to go to the ibud. 
Now in the box, you have money that's really not valid for a korban. And since you don't know exactly which money is the pesulot money, which is the kasher money, so all the money now is going to be pesul. So therefore, why, why put money in a box that the money can ruin all the money in the box? If I put the money in the box, and the lady died in the interim, so we got to take that money. We got to take that money out now. You got to take the money and yenek the ibud. Because the deen is that if the owner dies, just like the animal is not brought, the money is 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 is, is, is destroyed. I Means a suit, but now all that money is in the box over there. So you can use any of the money to buy any of the kinim of any of the ladies that are still alive when you know that money is there. I guess kenes or said rafidu be'elif. There's no there's no bitul. There's no bitul. Only for the board. Only for the board. The board is going to burn the box. Empty. Something you got to get rid of. So that's why I said now out of all. She says, Meaning, I'm to bring a, a pair of birds for my obligation. Clearly, she takes the money. And what does she do with the money? She puts it in the, in the shofah. And that night already, she could eat Kadashim. She could assume that the Kohen already took the money and brought it. Emptied it out and brought it. And uh, if, if the Kurbanot were not brought yet, then she's already a Mehoseret Kapara. A Mehoseret Kapara cannot eat Kadashim. But right away it says, that night, she can eat Kadashim because she can assume the Kurban was brought at the right time. Be'en a Kohen Hoshesh. And the Kohen, when he takes the money, he doesn't have to worry that maybe there's chataot, metot, mishta, this money, and therefore it's a problem. But what are you talking about over there? We just said over there that the Biuda said that Adrabah, that was the Hashash. That Shem chataot, metot, metot, and he was saying, we're not worried about that. No one argues. Nobody argues. And what it says, he kamrenan. Which means the hashas of the Be'udah is not that maybe it'll happen. We're talking about where it happened. Now, when Vadai happened, now there's money in there that's special. And you, know, you cannot get that money out without taking out all the money. So, therefore, and the hashas without the Be'udah. So, in this case over here, nobody died. And the Be'udah, it was fine. Quite even that lazy, they brought the Be'udah, fine. But the Buddha say, and what if a case but happens where she definitely died, and you know she died. So now in this box where you know you have money that is pasul. So on the risk that somebody will die, die, and you'll know about it, and now all the money is in the box, it's going to become pasul. That's what the Buddha was khoshesh about. Not in the case of, uh, you know, a case where nothing happened. In the Kedavid, nothing happened, nothing happened. But he doesn't want anybody to do that because some, something might happen or something definitely will happen. And then you can have a problem. Then it's it. You suck. You throw all the money at it. What, what, so what do you know? Like when they he didn't. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't have a box with Kimin. They came, they paid it to the Kohen. This lady put the money on. She says that she put it in, don't we'll go home and eat. Well, uh, no, no, this, the this, this is obviously not going like, like the Buddha. This is going like the banana in the Mishnah. He said nobody argued. He said that the Buddha. He said that nobody argued. That's why we asked the question. So we have to answer them. We had a machlok in the Mishnah, correct? There was a machlok in the Mishnah, we saw two shittot. One shittah said it was kineh, one shittah said it was for kineh nedabah, one said it was kineh chobah. 
and the box itself, there's no chashash. The box itself it was there, and they did it. There's no chashash. We know nobody died yet. So what do you worry about? We're not going to do anything wrong yet. There's no suspicion. Oh, maybe somebody is died and you didn't know about it. No, the chashash is over here. It's fact. It's going to be known. A lady is going to die, and our money's in the box, and if you're going to have a, uh, you're going to have a problem. There was, don't put yourself in that situation in the club. this over here is talking about over here. Obviously, honey, because she's, she's, she's being mutat to eat Kadashim. Right. So it has to be Choba. If it was not Choba, Nedama doesn't matter to eat Kadashim. She had to be Tamer. You don't have this issue in Nedama. If the lady gives in dollars, by Nedama. Only Hatat. Hatat metot. Hatat she meta be'aleha, the money goes to Ibu, not on Olot. Olot, Nedama, you don't need an owner for Kayat Samizbeh. You need an owner for Hatat. Who's dead? Who's dead? Who's dead? No, who's going to be? Who's going to be kapara? One more line. Ah, ve'i amrina nebror arba zuzev v'neshdev v'nehara ve'i dach lishtelu. Oh, just going to the biuda that what you're worried about. You're going to find out that somebody died. Now you have money in the the the, the, the uh, box that's going to push out everything else. Why take out four zuz v'neshdev v'nehara? And throw it into the river. Read that just to do. Which basically is you want to use Bidir out here. That's only you know. That's the only case. Right. This case wasn't about that. The Quranine found out that definitely somebody died. But now, bottom line, there's four Zuzim and Dinarim that are going to everything. So what's the limit? Take four out. Right. I will say that those four that you threw in the river was the four that uh, this lady donated and died. Okay. So if you have that Tebirira, you don't say what you're at the selection. So then in the Khadami, you're not going to be able to say that. Okay, Baruch Hanwadi Olam. Amen, amen.